I self-motivated really well to do it. Like I wanted to make better videos because I enjoyed watching them. So that was kind of my motivation. And then when other people started enjoying it, I was like, this is the best thing ever. If you are strictly becoming a content creator or a streamer because you see how much money people can make from it, I don't think that is a good foundation to becoming a successful long-term streamer. As easy as it does sometimes look from the outside, it is not, it is not, it's not that easy. From all of my 20s, my habits were just content creation, YouTube, streaming, nothing else really mattered. Have to get these YouTube videos up. I have to get them out on time. Like, sorry guys, can't do that. I have to do this. You know, for 10 years I did that. And then it was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I wanna have a family, get married and do all the things that I need to do that I wanna do to make my life more fulfilling and so that was when I had to really kind of bring things back down to uh, a, a normal functional level. What's up, everybody? This is the Becoming a Streamer podcast by Pipeline. I'm your host and co-founder of Pipeline, Snoopy. For those of you that are new to the podcast, this is where we bring on your favorite creators and learn about their journey and understand like how did they get to where they are? We tease that out a little bit so that it can help you on your journey. Today, I'm joined by an incredible guest. Not only does this person have a little bit of experience, they have a lot. They've been in the game since 2006. They have seen other creators rise and fall. They've seen different games be popular, not be popular. They've switched games multiple times and have a really unique perspective on the industry. Not only that, he's a family man. He has a kid, he is a fiance, and he streams six days a week, has three YouTube channels, has millions of followers across Twitch and YouTube, Everybody, this is Goldie. I think you're going to absolutely love this one. Before we jump in, if you could do me a favor, I would love it. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. That's how we get the word out. So if you enjoy it, let a friend know. That's super helpful to us. Okay, let's dive in and meet Goldie. Gold Glove, welcome to the Becoming a Streamer podcast. Do you go by Do you buy Goldie? Do you go by Brennan? Gold Glove? Like, what, what do you prefer... Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, people call me everything really. I, I think usually just Goldie. I, I don't know. Goldie's been this, this name that's kind of, I don't know, just people started throwing it around and I was like, you know what, man, I should just, I should just, I should just go by Goldie at this point. Like gold gloves, like, eh, you know, so Goldie, Brennan, it doesn't really matter. You can call me gold glove. It's the only thing I don't like is gold or glove. I know, which that's seems so weird. I know that seems weird, but I, I just like, I know like if I ever see that in my chat or if someone refers to me li like that, I'm like, okay, well, they don't really know me. Like they don't really watch my content or something like that, which is fine. Like it's not a big deal. I'm just, I, it's, it's a thing, you know? Did you ever think like you're going by gold, you've been knowing that for that's for so long. Did you ever go, I need to rebrand? There's, I mean, well, I technically I did. So my original, I mean, sort of my original YouTube that I started content creation on was the gold glove zero seven. Um, and I actually lost that channel due to some, some things. Um, but I, so I made gold glove TV, uh, and then that's kind of where just, I just stayed with gold glove. But yeah, I've, I've thought about like just dropping gold glove and just going Goldie, but it's, it would just be so hard to change everything like socials and getting all the links. So I'm just like, it's, it's not worth it. I'll stick with gold glove. People call me Goldie. It's all good. I'll stay right there. Oh. Yeah, glad, at least she could make that decision. It's like one of those, you have so many decisions to make on a week to week. She's like, I have found peace with this. Yeah. I'm just going to stick with what it is. <laughs> I'm not going to deal with it. Exactly. So, Goldie, you've been in the game for a long time. Um, I think if I have it right, you're 
first YouTube video that you uploaded was in 2009, is that right? Um, 2009. So I think it was actually earlier than that. So you're referring to my first YouTube video that was on my Gold Glove TV channel, um, which like I just mentioned, I had a channel before that, um, which is actually back on YouTube. You can find it again. So what happened was it got removed for like copyright issues. Um, and then years and years and years and years later, the copyright stuff went away and it, the channel just came back. Um, so I don't, I don't know how, but it's, so it's just sitting there now. So I think my first video was actually from 2006 or 2007 is when I made my first one ever. Holy, I didn't, I, I assumed I was like, wow, he's been in the game in 2009, but yeah. okay. It goes way back. So 2006, that is early, early days. I think it was, it was like right when YouTube started. It, it was when the, the YouTube play, like the screen was a, with a four by three box. Uh, you rated videos on a five star system um like it was completely different like i've seen screenshots of it and it's like it's it literally just looks like i go back in a time machine but it, it really wasn't that long ago i mean that's that's when i started it so yeah do you remember why the hell you got into it yeah oh i know exactly why so i got i got really into gears of war i got a xbox 360 uh like pretty much right when it came out so uh, 2006 um i got gears of war and i became completely obsessed slash addicted uh, to the multiplayer of that game and so when I wasn't playing it I was thinking about it and when I wasn't thinking about it I was watching it so I went on YouTube and I searched videos and really nobody was making videos like I was like okay there's nobody making videos for this game I guess I'm gonna be that person and so there was like a couple there there was a handful but literally I'm not kidding there was probably maybe three or four and I watched the videos and I was like I could do that like, like I was, I was 16, 17 years old, you know, I was cocky and I was like, eh, I'm better than these kids. I'll, I'll, I'll make my own videos. And so that's how it started. And I, I went out and I researched a capture card and my capture card showed up and I started recording and that's, I just started making videos. That's, that's how it happened. And I loved it. It's just fascinating. Did you have any comparison? Because this is so early. Like now it's like, you see Twitch, you see YouTube, you see, you know, you see all this stuff and you're like, there's kind of like a precedent. There's like, this mm -hmm. is what gets done and you can apply the same kind of formats to other things. But back then, were you seeing any other games? Was there like StarCraft or Halo? Or like, was there a comparison for you to go, well, what would it look like if I brought Gears of War to this space? It, there was Halo. So so what I got really into was montages then. It was just all about showing off, you know, the cool cool gameplay, the just making a badass montage. That was, that was really my main focus. I was a montage kid. So I would record for like a month and then make one video. So that was what I would do. Um, and there was Halo. Really, the only other big montages I remember watching then that like kind of inspired me was Halo montages. Um, some of the like some of the pro teams had montages that were made throughout from all their competitive gameplay. And I was like, holy, this is just amazing. Why are people not doing it for gears? I, I'll do it. You know. And so that's when I started teaching myself how to edit. And I would watch these Halo montages. And I was like okay that's whoa that editing looked really cool how did they do that and then i would research and i would go on youtube and try to find tutorials or i would you know i that's how i learned and i learned everything like that um granted there wasn't as many resources as there is now right like you can look you could youtube anything now um back then it was it was few and far between and not a lot of people knew how to edit and how to use these programs but there was there was a couple um and then anything i couldn't find trial and error i just tried everything and i just taught myself did you have friends like was there either online friends or buddies IRL that were like into the same thing or yeah, were so, you just carving your own path here? I mean, they were they 
I was the first one to kind of find it. And then, you know, I was showing my buddies it and they were like, oh man, that sounds really fun. You know, a couple of buddies bought their own capture cards and they were recording stuff and making videos and stuff. But I think out of everyone, I was the one that kind of just like, I, I got so into it. Like I became obsessed, right? Like it was just the only thing I wanted to do. The only thing I thought about. Um, and, you know, like I said, a couple of my other friends have done it. Um, my good friend, Vern, uh, who used to go as uh, Loading God Mode, uh, we met on Gears of War. And he came, he was kind of a content creator around the same time. Like, he was making YouTube videos. He knew who I was at the time because Gears of War was, like, a very small community. Um, and, so, and he's still making content. He's still a streamer today. So, um, you know, there was a few people. Uh, but out of my friend group, no, it was, it was me. I mean, I was that guy who just was spending all his time playing gears and making montages so i think that that point around obsessiveness is like you almost need it because it's so challenging and there's not a lot of reward in the beginning like if you don't have that fixating mindset like mm -hmm. you're you're probably not gonna push through what made you like did you expect viewers or do you just like i just want to put this out? like what was your kind of expectations in those early days so that's the thing it's like now you know you, you have all these big giant youtubers that get millions of views and so when you think you don't get that, you're not doing as good as them, right? When I was doing it, nobody was... I mean, a big video back then was like, I don't know, got a couple thousand views. Like, that was that was huge. So honestly, I, I remember uploading my first couple of videos and I told myself, like, I don't know if anyone's going to watch this. Like, I, I actually made the first couple just for me and, like, my buddies. Just be like, yo, check this out. Look what I did. I made this video and my friends would watch it. And then people just started searching for those types of videos. And then people just kept coming back. And it was just like, when are you making your next one? And I was like, oh, this is cool. I got obsessed with the comments. Like just people liking my video. I, I literally became obsessed with it. Um, Even if it was just one, like one person, two people, like yeah. that feedback loop that you were getting was enough to keep you going through. Yeah. And it, it didn't like, you know, my first couple of videos did nothing, you know, they did nothing. And then... You know, it's funny because I, I, I used to think that like some of my Gears videos like took off. Like they were huge Gears videos. And for the time they were. And then I look back and it was like one of the biggest videos I had was like 150,000 views, which is nothing to, to these days, right? You know, now people are, they, they, they can do anything, get 150K views. Like it's just nothing. It's just so different. Um, it's, it's just mind boggling. But no, it was, it was, it was really, it was, I self-motivated really well to do it. Like I wanted to make better videos because I enjoyed watching them, you know? So that was kind of my motivation. And then when other people started enjoying it, I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like I get to play video games and share it with people and they like it too. Like this is a dream come true. You, you mentioned you started that journey at like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. At that point, like some, you start to get like a little more life responsibility, maybe you're in a school or like something like that. Like, yeah. Did you get confronted with like a, a conflict between what you wanted to do and what you kind of had to do? Yeah. And um, I did what you shouldn't do in that scenario. I ignored all the things I was supposed to do and I only did what I wanted to do. Um, so my junior year of high school is kind of when I really, really got like super, probably way too into Gears of War and making YouTube videos. Um, and that was the same year I, I tore my rotator cuff. I was like super into baseball in high school. Like that was my thing. I was going to go to college, play high school ball. Um, like that was, or play college ball. And that, like, that was my plan. 
Um, and when that, when I got hurt and I couldn't play anymore, I just basically said, eh, fuck it. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't, I just don't care anymore. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't care about school. I just slacked off and it was not good. It really was not good. I had a really bad year. Um, and then I don't know, I think it was like my senior year of high school. I like, I just kind of had a a moment where I was like, okay, I got to stop doing this. Like I got to have a, I got to have a balance. I got to figure it out. Um, so I was able to kind of bring it back a little bit and, and do the things I needed to do. Um, and you know, I, I graduated and, and was going to college and that's kind of when I, I got confronted with the, another, another path, you know, a little crossroads. It was like, do I want to focus on content creation full time or focus on school and college? And that was right when money started being introduced to the equation. And that's kind of what really changed my path so yeah so to be clear like we're talking about your kind of growth journey you're doing these on the site it's a passion project but you're obsessed absolutely yeah it wasn't really seriously a career right you just if you could you would have spent all your time doing it but it wasn't like this is a legit career at this point there was no money nobody was making money on youtube for the first three four maybe five years that i was doing it or three years i would say three years there was no one made there was just no money i mean youtube was probably making money off our videos, right? But there was no partners. There was no MCNs that you could sign up with and give their give your videos to. I mean, that's when that was all before Machinima, which I'm sure you know all about. Machinima came through and kind of changed the game forever. So when you, it's just, I think it's good perspective. Like you know, now today it's almost all about money in a way, which is kind of um, it hurts good a and bit. bad. Like there's a lot more opportunity at least, which right. is cool. But like this perspective, it was you were grinding for f- like five years mm-hmm. before you seen anything really mm-hmm. material where like this could be taken seriously. Is there any perspective that you think you wish that creators today would have <clears throat> that maybe you had back then, like an ignorance or something? Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously it is a, it is a career and a job now. Um, but I mean, I, my, I'm a huge advocate. It's like, if you are strictly becoming a content creator or a streamer, or because you see how much money people can make from it. I I mean, I'm sure there's the anomaly, you know, but I don't think that is a good foundation to becoming a successful long-term streamer. Like you have to have a passion for it. You have to have a love for it um, because it, as easy as it does sometimes look from the outside, it is not, it is not, it's not that easy. And there's so many things you have to, you have to do. Um, and I just, so I think that's really important. Like it, it really frustrates me when it's like, I, I read things. Granted, I don't, I feel like I don't read it as much as I used to, but it's like, man, I've been streaming for three months and I don't have, I haven't made any money. And I'm like, that, why? Like, that's not what you should be streaming for. Like, I get it. Like, it sucks that you're not doing that and you see other people's success, but like, that's not why you should be doing it. So I don't know that's, that's kind of my take on that. When you think like you mentioned the money, so I, I think there's this tent there, or there was at least, I think the narrative starting to change a little bit, which is like, I want to be famous, right? I want to, I want everyone to know my name on YouTube. I want to, I want the clout. Um, oh, wow. Like I'm seeing, you know, Ninja fly private. Like, oh, I would love to, I'd love that lifestyle. Right. Yeah. There's that side, but then there's the side of I'm working this nine to five job in Best Buy. And I think, you know, no thing to do. And when I'm working at Best Buy or I'm a tech driver, whatever it is. Right. I would love to do something that I'm more excited about, Absolutely. which is content creation. I'm not asking for millions. 
I'm not asking for, you know, all the followers or the money. I just want to make a living doing what I love. Of course. Do you think that is a fair? Yeah, I think that is fair. I I think um, that's a, that's a extremely fair approach. Um, There's nothing wrong with wanting to live comfortably and do something that you enjoy. I I think everyone wants to do that. Um, But I think people also sometimes are not realistic. Um, I see a lot of people kind of take the leap from, hey, I quit my job today to stream full time, but they're not in a position where streaming can support them full time, Um, which I think like that's I'm not much of a risk taker. At least I don't feel like I am. And so like seeing people do that, I'm like, God, that gives me anxiety. Like I wish the best for them, you know, obviously. But man, I I do see that a lot. And I, I feel like if you're in a position where, you know, like this is a perfect example, my my uh, now fiance. Um, Steph, she, when we met, she was actually working, um, at a video game publisher. She was actually working for Ubisoft and she was streaming as a hobby on the side. She wasn't making that much money, but she did it cause she enjoyed it. And she did not change gears as in like, you know, leave her other job and stream full time until she was in a position financially from her stream where she could support herself. So, and, and I think that is the way to do it. You know, like you got to put in the extra hours and you got to, I mean, you know, your hobby streaming can sometimes feel like a full-time job on top of your other real full-time job. But unfortunately, that's sometimes what you have to do to make sure that things are going to, you know, pan out and work. So, yeah, I I think there's, there's too many people rushing it. It's like, exactly. And and they get a rude awakening of how, to your point that you made earlier, it's like how hard it actually is. Oh, it looks easy, but it is. It's so so volatile too. Like. You know, long like long-term success, continued success on these platforms is so difficult. And it's because, and especially because like, you know, you could have a huge boost in subs one month, you never know. And then the next month could come crashing down. And it's like, oh my God, I thought I was going to have that that money this month too, you know? And it, it, like, that's scary. Um, and that's, that's, it's very different in this. I mean, granted, some streamers don't deal with that, but most partners and, and affiliates, they probably have that. It's not a consistent, they know exactly what they're going to make every month. And that can be scary too. What was that fork in the road that ha- you were mentioning? Like, you know, staff, your fiance, like her process of working at Ubi and then getting to a point where she, what was your process? Like, when could you say like, this is it? Like I am all in on content creation. So for me, I was, um, I was in my first year of college. Um, and I was already making videos. Um, I mean, granted, I had been doing it for a couple of years. And so, and it was something that I was still just super passionate about. Um, we were making videos. What kind of success were you seeing just to give people context? Um, oh man, then I think that was when Modern Warfare 2 came out. Um, and back then I was, I, I, man, I really can't remember. It was so long ago. Um, it, in, in monetary, uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll just put it in a monetary value. I My first paycheck that I ever got from Machinima, this is when like they just rolled that out. It was $3,000 for a quarter of work. So, what you know, three months of work for, for $3,000. You know what I'm saying? This like, is after doing it for like four years. Exactly. That was the first time I'd ever made money. The first time. And that was for three months of work. And I was like, well, I made money. And my, and my parents, my, <clears throat> at the time, my parents were just so like, oh my, you made money from that? Like, you know, because I've been doing it for so long. And I was like, see, I told you. Money. I made money. And they're like, well, that is money, but it's $3,000 for three months of work. I, I don't know. You know, you, you're not, what, you, you can't What's do funny that. is they have a perspective. They're like, 
you got bills to pay, yeah, you exactly. got a, like a roof to get over your head. So exactly. there's like a perspective they have you don't have yet. Exactly. And I was like, it's three grand. What do you mean for making videos? And they're like, yeah, but that's three thousand dollars for a like that. That's not enough. You're not making enough money. You can't do that. And so I was like, God, it's just okay. And but in my head, you know, they were what they were saying was you got to go get a real job. But I was like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep focusing on school for a little bit longer, and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep making videos and see if I can make more. And then once I got to a point where I was making enough money to where I could, you know, take care of what I needed to take care of, that was when I was like, okay, do I need to? I'm gonna. I was like, do I need to stay in school and lose out on potential, you know, my money making time because I can't make as many videos? You know, that was that was where I started thinking or that's why i started thinking and so i finally decided okay i can go back to school whenever but right now i'm making money from doing something i love and i don't this was early on right so i was like this could be gone in a year i don't know i don't know what this isn't gonna last there's no way people are gonna continue to watch videos gaming videos and we'll make money from it so i took the dive that was like my big risk and i was like okay i'm done with school I wasn't really focusing on it on it anyway, so I, you know, I feel like I was kind of wasting my my own money, my own time. I wasn't I wasn't really there, you know. Um, and that's when I kind of took the dive, and that's when everything changed. When everything changed, so mentally you're all in, all in. Yeah. Your hashtag all in. At all, this point. all in. Yeah. That was it. What did it? What did you actually see the results? Because you had your first quarter. If you like, what started to change from that point where this is like legit, and your parents are. Supportive. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I just, every, every so then we were getting paid quarterly. So, so this is actually interesting. What this is when Machinima was only doing it. So you you had to become a Machinima director, and you would send them, you would submit videos to them, and they would upload it to their channels because they could monetize it. And then they would give you, I don't remember what the the revenue breakdown was, but they'd give you a portion of the revenue that your video creates on their channel. So that's how you did it. You it wasn't on I, your I, just for those listening because yeah. you probably weren't around then. You had to send your like I would have <laughs> to send my videos. Yes. To like let's just take this example of like I would have to send them to, to Goldie. Mm -hmm. Goldie would have to p upload them for me. Mm -hmm. Goldie would get paid out, mm -hmm. and then I would have to get <laughs> I go to Goldie and get paid. And I give you, you a imagine if you if that yeah. was you back then. Yeah, exactly. But but here's the thing. It, you, you think about it, how crazy that is, like bad, like, oh God, that's terrible. But then it was, nobody was getting paid for videos. Like I was getting paid to make video game videos. I was living the dream, right? And I was like, this is the coolest thing. I don't care. This is what an opportunity. And then they were like, oh, we're going to partner your channels. So now you're going to be a part of our network, our Machinima network. We're going to partner you. We're still going to take a, per, a percentage. But you, now you're going to be able to make money off all of your videos. And that was when I was like, I'm moving out. I'm getting my own place. Like, and still, you know, I was still, I was essentially paycheck to paycheck because I was still getting paid every three months. Um, I mean, I'll, shoot. I, even then, I, I, I wasn't even, granted, I was like 20, but I wasn't even putting enough money away to, for taxes because I didn't know about any of that stuff at the time, right? <clears throat> so that that came back to bite me in the in the butt later on but yeah that was kind of when it all changed and then it just kept kept going up and up and up and now it's ridiculous okay so i was gonna say you'd be in the game just over a decade but it's not over a decade but that's not even fair because <clears throat> it's 15 years yeah that you've been in the game nearly 15 yeah 
So yeah, old oh, fifteen. You've years seen this a year. lot wow. of different arcs, um, and now I think you know you're kind of firing in all cylinders, not just on professionally, but also in life. Like you know, you've got mm-hmm. incredible fiance, you've got your your kid Cohen, you've got three channels on YouTube, you've got short form, you're going live six days a week. Like there is there's all the activations you're doing around that. Like mm-hmm. you just scored a super cool partnership um, as well. There's a lot going on in Goldie's world right mm-hmm. now. But there was obviously, it was a long journey to get there. You weren't doing all of this back then. No, yeah, but no. You were starting with the YouTube channel. You were building that. You were starting to make money. How did you decide like to kind of expand and, and how methodical were you about going from, okay, I'm a YouTube channel. I'm putting out content. Like, Did your content cadence change? Did you think about different games? Like, What was the... The rollout of, you know, and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so, I mean, there wasn't a there wasn't a, a channel I could go and watch and find out, you know, oh, what are they doing? You know, I, I had to come up with it on my own. Um, and so what I decided, um, and this is when, you know, this is a couple years, and I would say around 2012, 2013 is when my, my YouTube channels really started to just, they grew faster than I could keep up with. Um, and that was the um, that that was when uh, GTA Five came out, um, and I decided, you know what, I, on my on this channel, my Gold Glove TV channel, I'm gonna make funny, uh, f- like friend oriented party game videos where it's just me and my friends playing whatever game GTA Five we played. That was when um, Gary's Mod Prop Hunt got huge. Um, oh man, I can't even remember. It's, I feel like it's so long ago. We, we had a series where we literally played skate three. So it didn't matter what the game was. Any game could come out and I would have a group of friends and we would all play the game together. We would all record our own perspective and then everybody would upload essentially the same video, right? But just from everyone's different perspective. And that's just how we did things. And it just blew up because, you know, somebody would be watching, uh, chilled chaos's channel and be like oh that guy whoa, that that dude's ridiculous he's funny who's that guy oh that's gold glove i'll go check out gold glove or they'd be watching my channel and be like who who's that guy with the with the crazy voice oh that's gassy mexican i'm gonna go check gassy mexican out and that was when we realized like as a group we could we could just we could just explode together um and then so i had another idea for another channel because i i'm still like on top of making funny videos and stuff, I'm a gamer. Like, I really just enjoy playing single-player games and, and, and just, you know, playing through all these amazing, you know, things that we've been, have created for us over time, over the, over the years. And so I was like, I'll make a Let's Play channel so I can play all those single-player games and it's just going to be me in front of the camera talking and playing through a game. And those channels just took off. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'll do a vlog channel. So I made a vlog channel and I was doing vlogging and people like that. So... And I just, honestly, there wasn't a, a roadmap and I just kind of did what I, what I wanted to do. Like I didn't follow any, you know, I, I didn't like, I wasn't methodical about it. I was just like, eh, this game's out. Let's make a video on this. And I just, that's all I did. And I just kept going and going and going. I mean, I was, but the big thing for me is like, I, I would be aware of a game coming out. So I'd be like, okay. A game drops tonight at nine. This is before I had a lot of the responsibilities and obligations that I do now. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some energy drinks. I'm gonna as soon as that game goes live at nine, I'm staying up all night. I'm recording like six hours. And then as soon as I'm done recording, 
I'm editing them and I'm uploading them so I could be the first person with a let's play up. Like that was the big thing for me. Like I wanted videos. If you could get videos up first, that was huge then. I don't know if it's still the same because I'll be honest, I don't really have my uh, my my toes in the, in the YouTube water as much as I used to. But um, yeah, that was kind of how I played the game back then. And it, and it worked out. It really did. I don't know. My videos just had great success during those years. It is interesting because you say there's not, like you didn't have a roadmap, but there's still so much intention. Like you talked about um, yeah. starting off with the montages, you talked about the let's plays, you talked about the fact that you got your buddies together and created like different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So it seems like even though you were in the moment having fun, it still seems like if we look back on it in hindsight, there was a level of intentionality or like style of content that you were creating or focusing on yeah but it was it was all trial and error it, it, back then you know it, this was before we really knew what people wanted to watch and and now you know i mean the style of content that people like to watch it does change i think it's still changed um and in my opinion the whole the whole multi-perspective like party game where you have like five people playing some silly game it's not as big as it once was like people don't seem to be in that into that style of content as much um, which is fine, but that's just how the trends change, right? Um, so we just kind of would follow the trends, you know, and we would just see like, oh, this guy made this big video on this game. I mean, I remember when I saw Minecraft for the first time, Scene Anders made it, and I was like, that game looks so stupid. There's no way that game's going to be big. You know, I wasn't right all the time. I was very dead wrong on that one. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, but we just, we just trialed errors. Like, you know, we would try something, ah, that didn't work, we won't do it, and then you know, we'd find something that worked and we would just do it over and over and over and over. So what do you find with it was the the medium? Like you obviously started on YouTube, mm -hmm. a long history with YouTube. Twitch comes around. Like was that the first time you went live or did you try it on another platform before? So discussed? I so I actually started I streamed on Ustream a few times. Um yeah. and I actually streamed video games on Justin TV. So I used Flash Media Encoder and I was streaming literally like call of duty gameplay without like i didn't have a microphone the audio it was terrible looking it was just call of duty 4 gameplay with audio that was all it was it you know you you couldn't even really interact with me like it was just my gameplay right um so i did that a few times and then i really focused on youtube for a really long time and then that's and then i started kind of seeing streaming again like i don't know i, I don't remember when it was but i just was like eh, i'm like I don't know. I feel like streaming today, just like trying it out. And so I think what really got me into streaming was I started streaming um, Black Ops 2 and uh, Daisy. Actually, no, that's not true. I started with Gears 3 GBs every night. Like I would make videos all day. And then my friend Vern, who I mentioned earlier, he would get on because um, he worked this crazy night schedule and we would stay up all night playing Gears 3 game battles um, and I would just stream it. Because I, I was like, eh, was, it, was it a nostalgia thing for you or was it because you knew that the biggest portion of your audience like loved your gear stuff? Oh, I, I never played Gears really like because I loved it. I always played it because I loved it. It wasn't mm -hmm. because cause, like it never got as many views as other games. It was just that was the game that I always fell in love with. So, um, yeah, well, that's kind of how it started. We just we just streamed Gears 3 GBs and um, I had a potato computer and it God, the stream looked terrible and. And then I slowly realized that, like, I enjoyed the live, the live aspect of content creation more than I did videos because I didn't have to upload a video and work on this and be like, man, I hope people like it. 
and then the comments roll through and i'll be like oh that's devastating they didn't like this one or well, it didn't do as well as i hoped it's like you know you get the live interaction you get to and, and i like the social aspect i feel like i'm a pretty social person so being able to talk to my community one-to-one face-to-face is just it's just so much better do you find the like is it the feedback loop like you know right away like what's a good stream what's not a good stream you're not to wait a week like yeah exactly it helps oh i mean chat will let you know if it's a resident sleeper stream you know right away that you know <laughs> they can be they can be loud about that but they can all they, but it can go the other way it's like you look down something happens and you look down and your stream's just having like you can tell they're having a good time they're like oh my god that's so funny they're you know and, and that that feels good you know you want to you want to do that continue to do that this question i think you're in a, a unique perspective to talk about which is what I've often found true is that a lot of streamers, so you like start with streaming um, and have maybe been streaming for a while, are then trying to figure out YouTube. They're like, or like trying to figure out short form. It's like a new skill for them. Mm -hmm. They're trying to lean into that. And then you might have uh, YouTubers that kind of become streamers. But there's also this kind of arc in life where you don't have as, if you're in like school or things like that, or you've got a job, you don't have as much time. And starting off on YouTube or starting off on short form is might be better because it's just easier to work with with like a crazy schedule. Yep. Absolutely. Then you fall in love with live. Yep. And it, you know, you just can become obsessed with the, the interactivity of it. And it also monetizes like re, like comparatively, you know, really well. It does. And you then kind of grow, you get older in life, like, mm -hmm. and you then have these other responsibilities that start creeping back in, which is like, Oh wow! I kind of neglected my social life for a while. I wonder what it's like <laughs> to have a social life. Oh, uh, like maybe I have a significant other. Oh, maybe I might want a kid. Yep. And our industry's still young, but I think a lot of people are going through that phase, which is they're on the older. They're like life is hitting them now, and I think you're you've got this unique perspective where going live six days a week, running three YouTube channels is very demanding, and the live part is probably the most demanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is there a, like is there a trend back to being YouTube first or like VOD first just because of the so schedule? I've always kind of had this thing in the back of my mind where it's like if for some reason I can't stream anymore, I, I don't know how why that would ever happen, right? But I've always thought, you know what, if I can, I can kind of shift my focus back to YouTube. Like I could, you know, if I if I needed to, if I if I really wanted to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I had to come to the point where I had to decide what was more important to me. You know, I, there's not enough time in the day. Uh, there's just no longer any, I don't have the time in the day. I, I now wake up at, at between six and seven every day to take care of my son. Um, I, I, we kind of, my fiance and I, we kind of do a uh, rotating schedule because she streams in the mornings and then I stream in the afternoon evenings. Um, so I take care of our son uh, until about 2 p.m. and then we swap. Um, and then as soon as we swap, I have to go live and I stream until 9 PM usually. So that, that, and that is my schedule. So I, there's, and then I have to sleep. So there's no time to edit videos. There's no time to record videos. There's, I don't have time for that. So I had to kind of make that decision is like, what do I want? What is more important to me? And what do I want to focus on? And for me, because I am more passionate about, about it, I just, I decided, okay, Twitch is going to be my number one. And, you know, I'm not going to neglect YouTube. Like I, I still, so I have a team of editors and they take my VODs, they create videos. And occasionally I do send them, you know, raw footage if I have some time. But the the direction I went, you know, my my, my main focus, and I, and I try to tell my viewers this, is not YouTube. And, you know, I, I 
And it sucks because it used to be, and and you know, you build you build this entire channel, you build this giant community, and they feel like maybe they've been kind of forgotten about. Um, but unfortunately, I'm I'm a, I'm one person. I'm one man, and I don't have enough time in the day. If I if I could run the YouTube channels myself and stream full time and take care of my son and do all the other things I could do, if I could do it all myself, I would. But I also want to stay sane. So, you know. It's just, it's it's a hard decision to make. I, f I feel like I, I tried to put off the decision for too long and it, it, I suffered. I suffered in different ways because of it. Yeah, I think that we have to realize our most finite resource is time. And yeah. you have to be extremely intentional about how you use it, especially the, the, the older you get. It does feel like if you start creating content in your late teens or like early 20s, you have, there's like this 10 year window because when, by the time you hit like 30, early 30s, you're starting to go through the life question mm -hmm. and like the, these priorities are changing. You need to reach a level of success within that window to set yourself up well enough to have the other parts of life that are really fulfilling, you know, family, etc. Exactly. And yeah. you've, you've been able to do that, which is phenomenal, but that is, I think it's a realization for a lot of people that there's a, you have the window yeah. See, it's not to say that you cannot do it in your 30s or 40s or 50s. Right, your window could be at a different time, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, for, I mean, for me, it's it was really hard to change habits. It was like, you know, for all of my 20s, my habits was, or my habits were just content creation, YouTube, streaming, nothing else really mattered. You know, obviously I, I did other things and I, you know, I was in relationships and, but like that was, I was just one track minded, like, have to get these YouTube videos up. I have to get them out on time. Like, sorry guys, can't do that. I have to do this. You know, for 10 years I did that, maybe more. And then it was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. If I want to have a family and have children and, you know, get married and do all the things that I need to do that I want to do to make my life more fulfilling. And so that was when I had to really kind of, kind of bring things back down to uh, a, a normal functional level. And how, how important was setting up the systems around you to do that? You know, you mentioned you got a team and that's a, like you're a business at the end of the day and you have to right. think about outsourcing and learning and that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. How has that process been for you over the last 10, 15 years of like learning to get comfortable with extending out parts of the business? So I think, and I still struggle with this, um, it's really hard for me to give someone else creative control and, and, and especially with my voice, it's really hard for me. Um, it's something that like, and, and this is me being like the very cocky, arrogant content creator that, you know, I, I by myself had a lot of success. I truly feel like there's nobody who can replicate my voice, like with my content, um, which is probably for True. a lot of content creators, right? Like no one knows you like you do. Um, and no one knows how to like portray you in a video or the way you want to be portrayed so the video is better. You know, I, I hopefully that makes sense. So for me, it's like I'm very, very picky. And I think somewhere along the lines, I had to like dial that back. It's like, okay, well, it's not, I can't make the videos. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta relax a little bit. Um, that's really hard for me. I think still like I used to, <laughs> this is God, I kind of forgot I did this. I used to like go through streams and I would be streaming and this is when I was still editing all my stuff and I would be streaming and something would happen in the stream and I would already be almost editing the footage in my head. 
Like I would already know like, oh my God, that would be so funny if I did this. Like, you know, like that's kind of how the mentality I had. So I was constantly working and it was just like, okay. And then when I went back to that footage, I could edit it because I already kind of had an idea of what I was going to do. Um, and now I just, I don't even do that anymore. Like I just, I, I finished my stream and my beautiful editors, they take the footage and you know, they do that. They work their magic. But, um, so it's just, it's just, man, it's just so different now. I don't know. It's, it's very hard to change your, your, like the habits you have, you know, that you tell yourself that you did every single day for almost a decade. Um, but now it's like, all right, I'm off the stream. Now it's back on baby duty. You know, now it's all about my son and getting everything done for him and my, and you know, my fiance. And so it's just, it's just very different. Do you have someone that thinks about that for you? Like, is maybe like a business manager or someone who's more critical on that side now that can help give you more direct feedback? I mean, I, I still, my, my uh, editing team, I mean, they have, you know, they have producers, essentially. They have, they have someone who watches the content and will kind of lay it out for the editors and they'll put together a little, you know, they, they do all the creative stuff behind the scenes now. Um, and, you know, and obviously, you know, sometimes they'll send me a video and I'll watch it and I'll give them some feedback and they're, they, they're so easy to work with because they'll fix it immediately. So, and then, you know, the more you do that, the more they learn your style and, and, you know, that's kind of how you, you have to work that and you tweak it a little bit. But, um, I mean, here's the thing, like you, all the biggest YouTubers in the world, they're not editing their videos anymore. They have no, these they teams. Have there's armies. There's, there's just teams yeah, behind there's, it. Exactly. There's just giant teams behind it. And, and that's not how it was for the longest, longest time. Cause it's so, so hard to give up that creative control when you built something by yourself. Um, but you have to, like you, you literally have to, cause you don't have time for it. You just don't have, yeah, I mean, time. Mr. Mr. Beast is over 50 people on his team. Oh, I believe um, it. So there's just a reality there that you need to, and it's so uncomfortable. Um, I faced that with sell that we're building pipeline and growing the company. I, it's hard things that I've done since day zero. It's so hard to give up parts of that. And like, yep. I'm constantly fighting myself to, to give it up. And um, over time, things get better and they end up doing a much better job than you probably could do, especially in the timeline, like, right. um, which is great. It's just, that's a process and you got to be okay with that process. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, you've been, again, we touched on this 10, 15 years. Um, you've been in this journey. You're pumping out so much content and you're balancing the life thing, which I, for what it's worth, congratulations again. Uh, Thank you. On um, put, finally putting down, um, getting a fiance with, <laughs> with staff and, yeah. a um, long time and being a dad. Thank you. A lot of content creators look at you and go, fuck, I, he's got a figured out. Like he's got, he's, <laughs> his life is kind of, he's got all the parts, you know, he's got the success, he's got the systems, he's got real world. Like, but what, how do you feel? Oh God. Um, I feel like it's a, you know, it's, I, I don't feel like I haven't figured out. I feel like I'm, I'm slowly figuring it out. I feel like, um, if it wasn't for the people in my life, I wouldn't have it figured out. You know, um, my fiance, Steph, she's been a huge, huge, if it wasn't for her, I, I think I would probably still be editing all three channels and, and, you know, like she was the one that really got me back. Like, let's, let's get you back on track a little bit with, with life, you know? Um, cause man, yeah, I just, I, at one point I think I was, I was just lost. Like we, we kind of talk about it behind the scenes, but it was like, I, I wasn't Brennan anymore. I was just gold glove. Like at all times, it wasn't a, you know what I mean? There was no difference. It was just never off. Um, and so she kind of helped me rein that back a little bit. And so um, that was that was a big, a big change. But 
No, I don't. I, I don't have it figured out. I mean, sh- <laughs> if it looks like that, uh, I'm, I guess I'm doing something right. But um, no, I mean, it's a learning process. I'm still learning everything. I mean, I've been around for a long time and I've learned a lot. And I, I think I, I know a lot about, you know, this industry and, and streaming and YouTube and, and content creation in general. And not even that, but just like the corporate side of things, too. It's just like how the sponsorships work and how to brand yourself in a way where you're you know comfortable for these brands to work with i think that was the big thing for me is like i'm not a pg streamer i'm not at all like i say some horrible things um that i don't think any children or really family brands should be listening to but um but i but i'm smart about when and where and i i don't know i think that was that was really the big thing for me it's like um you know my my numbers have fluctuated so much over the years uh, but the reason I've found such long-term um, uh, success is because I have I've just branded myself well, and so I've gotten a, a lot of opportunities in that sense, just working with a lot of brands and and just I continue to work with them. So I mean that's really my main focus now. It's like I stream because I love it, and I stream you know that that's my main focus, obviously. Um, but I mean the only reason I'm able to do what I do, you know, and and live the way that I'm able to live is because I've I still can work with these brands and, and get those kind of deals. So that's really, that's great, yeah, that's a big point. piece. Just, you know, the long-term relationships you've built over the years. Is there anything you would say to young Brandon? Um, I'll not say Goldie, but young Brandon um, okay. back 15 years ago at starting this journey, because there's a lot of people listening to this that are much earlier on their journey. They're either yeah. just starting or they are, you know, six months, maybe a year in at this point. What would you have said to yourself back then? Mm, Man, that's, that's, uh, slow down a little bit. I don't know. I like, I want to tell myself that, but then I'm like, maybe I wouldn't have seen the success if I had slowed down. So like, I don't know it. That one's hard for me. Like I, I (laughs) take care of your body and, and yourself mentally. I think that would be the big one. It's like, take care of your mental health. Cause I, you know, that it just wears on a person after a long time. So. Um, I think that's really the only thing. I think maybe the other thing is, um, can I say, can I say like, uh, be the first person to, to play Minecraft? <laughs> Just like, you know, like give them the sports almanac from, from back to the future, you know? No, if I told 15 or, uh, 15 years ago, Goldie, Brennan, anything like if I, if I said, Hey, this is where you are 15 years from now, I would have laughed in my own face. I mean, no, sh- there's no way there's no, you're, you're not, you're lying to me. You know, I was I was just making Gears of War montages in, in my mom's house. So there's no way that, I, you know, no. I wouldn't have believed it. That's interesting. I, I think is one of the things that um, you mentioned is just the perspective of it doesn't happen overnight. And, like, don't be filled into, like, having these expectations. You mentioned, like, on three months, like, I've not seen this money or whatever. Like, there's just a, a zooming out and realizing that this is a long journey um, and it takes time. And if you're expecting instant results, you're likely going to be disappointed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. Here's the thing, though, about streaming, and it's really interesting, is I've seen a lot of streamers who I've never seen them, like, really blow up, but they're successful, right? They're not, you know, they're not Tim the Tabman, but they're still successful, and they're, they're still doing still doing great for themselves. Um, I think really at this point in in my content creation career, I think it's more important 
to just create a dedicated, even if it's small community, like a dedicated small community who, who wants to come and hang out with you every day is, is way more important than in my opinion, like, you know, having one video that blows up and then, or, you know, one stream that does really well. And then it just, it, it plateaus. Like you just want to continuously build and, and it's, it's going to be a grind. I mean, there's a reason all the streamers say back to the grind, you know, it's, it, I think looking from the outside, seeing like a streamer who just plays video games, all oh, the grind, oh God, life's so hard. But it's like, it, it, we say that because it, it's consistency. Like it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to ha happen in a week. It might take years, like actual years. But if you're in it for the right reasons and you have the patience, um, and the dedication, you know, it, it can work. Goldie, that's a great note to, for us to wrap on. Thank you so much for sharing yeah, your course. journey. And honestly, just, I think you're a great Roma and I know you say you don't have to figure it out and all that kind of stuff. I just think it is awesome for other creators to see someone like yourself have strong relationships in the space after spending so long in it and having a family. And I know that's not easy. And I know your, your sacrifices you're making behind the scenes that not everyone gets to see, but uh, kudos to you on, you know, building such a long, durable career, the kick-ass community and now building an incredible family. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me on. This was uh, this is a great talk. Amazing. Cheers. Thanks, man. Catch you. All right.